Hello guys and welcome to episode eight of the Lift Fitness Podcast. So we've made it eight weeks and we're still here and it's been pretty good. Yeah. How are you finding it so far? Really good to be fair. I, I, I was listening to the first episode that we did the other night and I was just thinking, I was like, Jesus, like we've came so fast, even just in eight weeks time, like sort of the first episode compared to the last one that we just done on training. They just don't seem like the same sort of, I don't know, it just... It's a big conference thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, you know, for me, it's on the first one, I was just, I don't know, you kind of, you're always thinking about not saying the wrong thing and you just, you get confused, you get muddled up. Whereas if you just sit back and relax, which is kind of what we're doing now, really, yeah, it just much. becomes a lot easier. This is why I like to have a little bit of a, an introduction and a little bit of talk beforehand because it helps me relax. If I try to go straight in with content, then I just... I just overanalyze it, I overthink it, and then I just think, oh crap, man, I should have said this, I should have said that, and it just gets really kind of yeah, stressful. And, and it gets to a point where you're literally talking and trying to think of what you're going to say next, and then if you said the last thing that you just said right, it's like, I'm sure we were talking about something, and I completely just lost my train of thought because I was thinking about where I was going to end the conversation off, and if I said that the previous thing right. And I was just like absolutely just muddled up with it. I do this on Instagram stories all the time. I've done Instagram stories and I'll take a video. I try to do it, well, on all my videos, I try to do them in one take. Okay, this is, a, this is a goal I've set myself for this year to do my videos in one take. And if I don't, then it, it goes up anyway with you know, what's and all. Um, but on Instagram stories, especially when I first start doing I'll watch them, I'd start doing the story, you know exactly what I wanted to say, but then exactly what you're saying, then you think, how am I going to end this? How am I going to end and before you know it, you kind of really get muddled up, and your story just sounds like a middle mess. Yeah, it's weird. And then even um, sort of just talking on talking and knowing that it's been recorded, it's weird because like you can send so you can sort of send voice notes to people, and like the moment I sort of click one, I I'll literally I'll understand exactly what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it. But the moment I press record and see that it's recording, I just my mind goes blank. It's a panic, don't you? He, yeah, and it's just, just like. Um, because there's no way of like literally just going back and editing them, I suppose, in a voice note anyway. It's all it's all for getting to. It's it's something that I kind of really struggled with. Um, and it was I've done we've done a video for, I think I may have mentioned this before, but we've done the Prowler twenty four hour challenge mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and that was the first time I really done a video and it was awful. It must have took us about twenty takes, if not more, to do it. And it was it was just awful. It was just the worst experience of my life. I knew it was something I had to carry on doing. And it gets better. It does get better over time. You do get more confident. Um, when I was doing mentorship down in London, I did a mentorship last year, and it was I, I spent six months in London. So I was going to London once a month. It was like a business mentorship, and basically what you had to do is you had to stand up in front of everybody at the beginning and present. And to be honest, I went down. I wasn't even nervous. And but as soon as I stood up, I just went with gibbering wreck. Mm. I could hardly talk. I could feel my voice cracking. And my mind just went blank. And it wasn't even, I wasn't even presenting content that was getting scrutinized. It was literally just content of what we've been working on. But the fact was, everybody was sat there watching us. And I just felt like I wanted just to crawl up in a little ball and die. Yeah. It was, well, you, you kind of get past this. It's the more you do it, it's putting yourself out of your comfort zone. It's like anything. Yeah. So do you think, do you find that you get more nervous on video or presenting in front of people or did it? So I actually love, uh, I love doing presentations in front of people. Um, what I find if you do presentations in front of people, you engage the reaction. Yeah. If people start falling asleep, which I've, I've never had yet, but if people start falling asleep, then you know you can you can change things up a little bit. Yeah, and you it, sort of get louder and whatnot. Yeah, and you can you can just you can interact with people, and you, you know if it's 
if you're talking about something that's maybe it's you need to talk about, but it's not that interesting, you can make it more fun. You can judge the reactions, maybe get people involved a little bit. On video, you can it, and this is why I've struggled so long with Facebook, like Facebook Live, because you, you don't really get that reaction. Mm -hmm. What you've got is your face in front of you. It's all you can see is your face. So obviously you're talking to yourself. And then, especially on Facebook Lives, you have little numbers at the top that tells you how many people's coming to your Facebook Lives. Yeah. So when you see that number dropping, you start panicking. And you're like, oh, nobody wants to listen to us. And it's, it's, it's a really horrible feeling. You start going backwards. Um, and you just, yeah. It's, it's, but it's something you get past. Yeah. I, I'd say to anyone, anybody at all, really. I mean, even, um, I've got, actually, I've got, and hope she listens to this because, uh, she was starting a fitness podcast, uh, a fitness, like a fitness account, yeah. a fitness blog on Instagram. So basically, she's been training at the gym for quite a while, and she's been getting some really good results, and she's really loving what she's doing. And she put a, um, she put a, she made an account for a fitness blog on Instagram the other day, and I seen it, but I didn't follow because I was busy at the time. And I went back and I couldn't find it, so I messaged and says, "Oh, where's your fitness account gone?" She says, "Oh, I took it down." She said, what you took it down for? Because she didn't think she's got enough content to put up there. And I'm, I'm messaging her back now. And I'm saying, look, just do it. Just just get out and do it. Because the thing is, you're going to inspire so many people. Mm. People don't want the they don't want the, the perfect end. What they want is seeing people the real struggles, just the real struggles goal, of yeah. what happens in real life. Because this is the inspiring part. You know, the the end product's not the inspiring part. The end product's just something that somebody goes to, and that's what happens at the end. What people like and what people want to see is, is the stuff that goes on in between. You know, like us doing this podcast now, the first one, like we said, was a bit, mm. you know, we're, on, we're on, actually, we've actually moved up in the world now. Um, well, Aaron's invested in a, a little proper microphone, so we're going all, all posh and stuff. So it might sound a little bit better. Um, you might not hear any weights clattering on the background, any music or just anything. Or Aaron's creaky chair. Yeah, or my squeaky chair. It squeaked there, but I don't know if you'll be able to hear it. Hopefully so. not. So if, we, you didn't, if you didn't hear it, then it didn't squeak. So we did start on, on just using an iPhone, and now obviously we've moved up in the world because uh, we're getting, let's say, I get all posh and stuff. And then we'll, we'll progress, and then as these podcasts go on, the content should get a lot better. Not so much better, but it just it'll, it'll be more relaxed, and it'll, it'll just flow better. Yeah, and eventually we'll end up getting guest speakers on stuff where, to a point where we could literally have someone from America talking on the podcast. That would be really cool. Hint, hint, Brett Contreras. I don't know why, but I, any, with his name. Brett Contreras. I can't say his name. <laughs> it's like when I, when I visualise it, I always say it in three different words. But for some reason, I always just get muddled up. So, if Brett, Brett, if you just so happen to be listening to this, <laughs> apologise for Aaron calling you Contreras. It's a culture thing. It's a culture <laughs> thing. That's what I've kind of done. But we do, we have just actually, we have just been doing like a follow Friday on Instagram, and this is what we're going to be doing every week. And we did mention um, Brett Contreras as a as an Instagram page to follow because he's, he's it's kind of really good. I'll not go through it here because the the theme of the podcast has been about training. This is what we're going to kind of get onto today. Um, and he's probably one of the best people in the world, I would say, without a shadow of a doubt, who. You should follow if you're interested in training, which if you listen to us, I kind of hope that you are interested in training. Yeah. But speaking of America, what was the stats that we had on the... So pulling them up now, our all out of our all-time listeners, 
We have 8% of them are from the United States, 1% are from Ireland, and just under 1% are from South Africa. South Africa? We've got, we've got listeners in South Africa. How amazing is that? So we've got a listener from, oh, I'm going to absolutely butcher the pronunciation, Gauteng. I don't know if that's the right pronunciation. But so just to put things in perspective, from here to South Africa, the place in South Africa in which the listener is from, it is 7,763 7, miles away. And if we were to walk that, that would be 2,468 hours of walking. And if you get anything at all from a day's podcast, you just learn how long it would take you to walk to South Africa. Exactly. I'm that. So it's, it's but that, that's really good. I mean, what, what's really weird, what I find really is that we're based in Durham. So we're, well, we're based on the outskirts of Durham. We're classed as Durham, but we're kind of on the outskirts of Durham City. Um, but we actually, you would think most of our listeners are from there. And actually, they're not. Most of our listeners are from Chorley. I've never even been to Chorley, but if you're from Chorley, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Love you to drop us a message with anything you would like us to cover on here. That would be really cool. Also, the listeners from America, Ireland, and South Africa. If you would... Honestly, if you could please drop, like, if you're listening to this one, just drop one of us a message or even just just something, just so we know that you're real. Like, obviously, you have to be real, but it just, I don't know why, but I just kind of seem to comprehend the one from South Africa. I'm like, what? Aaron's got a bigger smile on his face you've ever seen in your whole life. <laughs> I know, that's I the only thing so, with podcasts. So pleased with this. That's the only thing with podcasts. You cannot see, like, how mind-blown I am with this. <laughs> you might be able to hear from my voice, but it's just insane. And then same with um, also the fact that we have a higher percentage of listeners in London and Manchester than we do in concert. That's pretty, yeah. I wish we should move to London. Exactly. London and Manchester will just pack, pack up and move there. So as this is kind of going to be, we're going to be doing um, on training today. So we're going to go through the difference between exercise and training um, and how you can really get the best out of your training. Uh, because... There's a, there's a big difference between them, and especially this time of year, a lot of people are just exercising, and I do want to emphasize the difference between them. Um, but speaking of exercise, um, Aaron has Aaron's going to be doing a bit of exercise, a little bit of exercise. Just for, a little bit. Just a little bit um, for an event that he's coming up. So Aaron's just going to kind of spend a couple of minutes. He's just going to go through the, the, the charity event that he's doing because it's for a really good cause. So what, what, what is it you're doing, Aaron? So on the... I want to say on the February, on the 7th, no, sorry, on the 8th and the 9th of February, I'll be doing a 24-hour marathon. So basic explanation of it is sort of one hour, well, three, so every hour I'll run one mile for 24 hours, but I'll have to do three miles technically in the first one to class it as a marathon. Um, I'm doing little tasks in between, and I will be doing this for the charity Calm, the Campaign Against Living Miserably. The main reason behind this is Sort of because although I'm in a position, like in a good position to say that I haven't really su- sort of suffered with any mental, like mental health issues, sort of like depression, anxiety as such, I have sort of suffered with poor mental health in a way. Because I think that's like a very big thing that I want to try and get across is that mental health, like saying having a poor mental health isn't the same as having mental health issues in a way. But that's a story for another podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the, the biggest thing, you know, in mental health kind of disorders. Not like I'm any expert whatsoever in it, but I think the majority of people do have some form of mental health. Yeah. So, you know, 
a lot of people suffer with anxiety and it may not be the exact to the, to the extent where they need medication or anything like that but they do kind of suffer they do, they do they go through a lot of years and suffer with it you know i myself have done a little bit where i had quite a bit of anxiety when i was kind of younger um and i know a lot of other people who do and some people don't actually come forward with this until a later age because maybe they didn't realize that they actually did have sort of like mental health problems um you know people think that i think a lot of people believe that mental health issues you've got to be fully blown sort of depressed or yeah. you know in a, in a hospital or something like that. that's not generally the case that's an extreme case there's a lot of people who's in between and just talking about it it just helps yeah and sort of mentioning just really real like i don't know sort of taking on what's happening and sort of realizing that what like what you're suffering is sort of a thing in a way yeah and it's it's not uncommon i think that's one of the biggest things a lot of people think maybe think may think that they're sort of different because they do maybe have a little bit of depression or anxiety or whatever but it's normal it's normal to be like that this is why i look i would like to see a lot more people talk about it i mean we've done that charity event sort of uh it was last year um because you know, sadly one of our members took his own life um and it was, it was a very kind of sad time for everybody here and we've done a charity event uh, for the charity that actually helps his family through it it was if you care share and we did a big charity event for that um and it was it was unbelievable how many people actually came forward and started saying, actually when i was younger i mm. had this and i had and, and you would never have known talking to them but they actually did have all these problems when they're younger but they never reached out and never spoke to people you know and i think it's for me i just think it's, it's so good for people just to say look i need a little bit of help i want to talk to somebody at the very least yeah and sort of Actually, I sort of, if there's anything that I want to sort of get out of it, other than to raise awareness for calm and everything, and like all the amazing work that they do, it's just sort of to make people more aware that, I don't know, like sort of just make people more aware of that. Although, I don't know how I'm going to sort of word this. Like, I've sort of got an idea in my head. So do you mean like is you want to make people aware of this organisation so then there's help out there for them? Is that what you mean? Yeah, so Mike. Yeah, so in a way, sort of make them aware that of all the services that they sort of have and what they can offer for people who are who are struggling, but also just to sort of make them consciously think about their own mental health and sort of different, like, I think that's probably what I want to sort of try and do to a point where people think about it and just have different steps in order which they can sort of improve their own and know the difference between, like, poor mental health and sort of just... I don't know. I don't know how to sort of explain this bit. I know what you mean. It, it, it's it's a trick. It, it is a tricky subject because it's, you know we're no experts in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know big, big organisations like Calm and If You Care Share and all these kind of things are really good charities. And um, you know it's it's fantastic for people to get behind them. So if you do want to get in and support Aaron's cause, he does. Ha- he, there's a link in the show notes. So uh, please, please do. Uh, but we'll keep you updated with everything that we're going to be doing and getting the more detail of this actual event. Yeah. Um, but we're going to jump into the exercise versus training because this time of year, everybody, uh, I'll take that back, not everybody, everybody, a lot of people, what they do is they think, you know, they have a lot of food over Christmas and the first thing they think they need to do is, is sweat to burn all the calories. So they start going to loads of exercise classes, they start putting the trains on, they go for runs, they do all these kind of things because they think that's what they need to do. But there's a difference between exercise and training. Training is something that's going to give you consistent and long-term results. 
Exercise is something that is just going to have you burning a few calories, pretty much. Exercise is just things like walking, um, you know, doing the housework. Exercise classes or exercise, hence yeah. the name, exercise like, classes. Like Zumba, for example, because I feel as yeah. if everyone knows what Zumba is, so it's easy to sort of talk about it. So whereas Zumba is sort of just pretty much, I mean, this is probably a, like under like under explanation of what it is. Basically, it's just dancing about, sort of moving. It's probably the best way. To it's all you do. I mean, when you're dancing, and don't get us wrong, I think people should do exercise. In fact, it should be a big staple part of your of your life. Doing some form of exercise, whether that's walking, dancing, I don't know, running around the house with a hairbrush, singing, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. You should move more. People should move more, mm-hmm. and you should exercise should be a part of the life. But it's understanding that exercise alone if it's your body composition you want to change if it's just health it doesn't matter you can just exercise you can just sweat and you can just move more and that's going to be enough but from experience and what people generally find is that they want a little bit more than just to be healthy they want you to change the body shape so they want you to look a little bit better with the clothes off at the end of the day or in the clothes even. you want to look a little bit better and you need to be doing more than just exercise to do that mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that you have to sort of go full-blown out training it's just understanding that there is a little bit of difference and if you're going to be training you need to have you need to be incorporating what's called progressive overload if i had to taken a little sort of snippet of like a quote of definition is the word i'm looking for yeah um, so basically what progressive overload is is the gradual increase of stress placed on the body on exercise training so basically last week we talked we talked about um stimulating muscles Yes, we, we talked about the stimulation. If that stimulation is always the same, then your body isn't going to adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's wrong. If that stimulation is the same, your body is going to adapt. It's not going to change. That is what I meant to say. So basically what happens is once you place a stress on, ton, on your body, what happens is your body then adapts to that stress. You know, it's, it's, it's just what happens. You know, um, take for example, imagine somebody just starts being a labourer. You know, labouring is, is such a it's such a hard job. You know, like they're working all the time, they're carrying bricks up ladders, they're doing all these kind of things. The very first few weeks they're doing this, they're absolutely wiped out. It's the hardest thing they've ever done. But then it gets easier. Why does it get easier? Because the body has adapted to that stress. Yeah. When they very first start doing that, the chances are what they're going to do is they're going to burn a ton of calories. They're probably they're going to be absolutely wiped out. They're going to eat a lot of food. They're not going to be putting any weight on because they're burning so many calories. But when what happens is because the body adapts to the stress, the calories that they were burning off initially, actually they burn, start burning a lot less calories because the body's adapted to it. It knows how many calories it needs to perform that. The body's a little bit stronger and then it kind of stops burning as many calories. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. And this so, is... So sort of explain it from the opposite end. So say even from like a weight loss point of view, is that sort of why, say, say someone's in like a 200 calorie deficit, which um, they spend for over a certain amount of time, but then the results stop going. Does that mean that they're sort of, that, although they're still in deficit, does that mean that they're more likely at maintenance by the time that they stop losing weight? So just like, so if you're, if someone's at 2000 calories. Yeah. That- so someone say they expend 2000 calories. Yeah. But they only eat 1,800. Uh-huh. Then over, say, they did that for 12 months consecutively. So by the end of that 12 months, 
they would have stopped seeing they may have, would have stopped seeing results. Would that be because of sort of that isn't a deficit anymore? Or yeah. So basically, sort of yeah. So that eighteen hundred calories may not be a deficit for them anymore. They might need less calories to lose a little bit of weight. You know, the, the, because your body is such a good adapter and adapt to anything you give it. This is not to say you should be totally changing your calories all the time. Yeah. But the biggest thing I would look for people to manipulate is the training because that is that is that is the easiest thing to manipulate. You know, and progressive overload. There's different ways that you can you can have progressive overload. So we're going to use the gym as an example because obviously we have a gym. We train a lot of people, and this is kind of what the podcast is all about, really. Not all about, but it's, it's part of what we're doing. Um, so let's just say you're in the gym. The first thing people do to increase, uh, to elicit progressive overload is increase the weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that's what people continues to do is just progress the weight. But there's more to progressive overload than just increase the weight. Because eventually you're going to increase the weight, you're not going to be able to lift anymore. Or you're going to get hurt because your technique's really poor. Yeah. So there's more ways to do it than just increasing the weight. So increasing the weight's one thing. That's obviously a good way of doing it. Another way of doing it is increasing your reps. So let's just say you're in the gym, Aaron, and you're just say you're doing sets of ten on the bench press. Now you can lift forty kilos, right? Instead of going up in weight, let's say you do want to go up in weight, you want to keep the weight the same, you simply get more reps. So you can then go to 11 reps, 12 reps, 30 reps. You're increasing that stimulus on top of your body. You're increasing that overload, the stress placed on your body just by increasing the repetitions. You don't necessarily have to go heavier. Eventually, you're going to have to go a bit heavier because you start doing 20, 30 reps, then you're not really getting the effect of the training that you want. Yeah. So eventually, you'll have to increase the weight. But this is just an example. So let's say you could do eight reps. You know, keep that weight until you can do 12 reps. And then go back down to eight reps and increase the weight again. Yeah, do that weight until you get 12 reps. Does that yeah. make a little bit of sense? That kind of gives yeah. you an idea of how you can do progressive overload. Another way that you can do it is just include the tempo. So just really slow the movement down. Uh, we did speak a little bit about this last week. So you've got lowering the weight under control, which creates a lot of muscle damage. Um, actually, this is what I, w- I was going to mention, um, and I forgot last week. So when you get sore the next day, DOMS, so delayed onset of muscle soreness, this is actually created from the eccentric phase of the movement. So let's just, yeah, we'll just use a, a bench press as an example. If you're holding a bench press at the top and you lower that down towards your chest, that lower phase is where you create all the muscle damage. So this is actually one of the most important parts of the movement. When you're lifting it, that's the eccentric part of the movement, that's more contraction, that doesn't create a great deal of muscle damage. Mm-hmm. So if you include the tempos, you can work on the eccentric phase of the movement. This will actually encourage muscle growth and it will help encourage strength as well. Yeah. Um, and the next one is just get good at the movements. This is a big thing that people miss is, is just getting good at it. They think they have to do more weight or they think they have to do more reps when in actual fact, if they just get good at a specific movement, they'll get better games. Now, if you're doing, say, lunges and your really technique's quite poor, just get really good at doing that, that lunge and get used to using the muscles. You know, mm-hmm. Understand that the muscles that are getting used through that movement. So if you're doing a lunge, you know, work on being able to contract your glutes, 
quads, your hamstrings, and just feel each part of that movement and muscle working all the way through. Yeah. So that makes sense. Does that make a little bit of sense? Yeah. So that's kind of, the, this is this is a progressive overload. So if you always have an increase in stress, then you're always going to see changes. But then there's a, there's a point where training can then become exercise. And this is what, this is when you'll stop seeing results. And this is where a lot of people fail because what happens is, you know, as, a, as an exercise class, as an example, when people very first start doing exercise classes, they've created a different stress upon the body. All of a sudden, they've gone from burning, I don't just know, 2,000 for Yeah, just say this, they've been burning 2,000 calories as every day of just living. All of a sudden, they start an exercise class. All of a sudden, they've gone up to 2,300. So that's totally different stress in their body. They've just, they've just burned under 300 calories. So they're going to see a little bit of a change. They're going to be using the muscles a little bit. So they're going to see probably a little bit of change in the muscle definition or the muscle, um, the muscle tone. And this is why I say, oh, great, yeah, I've, I've, this is the best thing that I've done. I'm losing it, I've got to wait, but then it stops. And I say, oh, this is not working anymore, so I'm going to have to move on to something else. And then they go into something else, and it works for a little bit, and it stops, and they move on to something. And they're forever just bouncing from thing to thing and wondering why nothing works, looking for the next fad. Yeah. And this is, you know, where results can really, really stall. And I always like to use running as an example because it's a really good example because this is where a lot of people want to lose weight by pair of trainers and start running. And what happens is they lose weight. When they start losing weight, and it's actually really hard. It's actually high intensity exercise. So when they very first start doing it, maybe they haven't run for a lot of years, or maybe they never run at all, all of a sudden they start running. That stimulus on the body is extremely, extremely high. So they burn a lot of calories. That's an intense, high intensity training for that person. But then the second time they go out, they feel a little bit fitter and they don't burn as many calories. The third time, the fourth time, the fifth, they're getting better at running each time. And each time they're getting better, they're burning less calories. And the only way you can change this is either run a little bit further or run a little bit faster to change the stimulus. Mm. But the point is with running, you can only run so far until you really have to stop. And you can only run so fast, and again, until you run out of energy. Yeah. So it's, it's a very, very hard... Unless you're, uh, yes, you're kind of, yes, you compete at running and you train specifically for it, then running is one of those training modalities that ends up just becoming exercise. And you just end up burning calories and your body doesn't change. Yeah. Does that make? Yeah. yeah. And that, that's. Definitely with the running, running ex help explain it a lot. Yeah. Better. And th that's, that's what I want people to sort of understand that if they really want to change and it doesn't have to be about coming and lifting loads of weights it doesn't even have to be about that it's just got about understanding that if you want to consistently see results you've got to consistently see, you've got to consistently have an, like an overload on your body you mm -hmm. have to do that you've got to kind of do the same with your food as well if you just eat the same calories for now until eternity then you're probably just going to stay the same so you do have to change that up a little bit you know, you've got to either bring your calories down or move them up or do whatever it is. I mean, I hear the term people say, oh, you've got to do this to shock your body. That's just bullshit. It just, that's just, you, your body is a really, really clever machine. You know, you can't fool it by, say, if I'm going to take 500 calories off you, then all of a sudden I'm going to lose loads of body fat or, you know, I'm going to shock it into some crazy form of training. <laughs> um, you know, you, you see these things advertised all the time, especially on the, on the, uh, 
adverts on the telly and things where the, the infomercials, yeah. they're saying, shock your body into burning body fat. You can't do that. You can't shock your body into burning body fat or changing. Your body is a lot smarter than what you think it is, and it's a lot more capable of dealing with shock than what these guys who were selling 9.99 DVDs actually it's like one thing that I seen was um there's like someone someone used to get up and like ran like just set a random alarm for like three o'clock in the morning, get up, do ten push ups and go back to bed because apparently it sets off some hormones, some fat loss hormones as you said. Sets off cortisol, which is you know, it's it's a stress hormone. Why do you want to get up in the middle of the night, create stress and go back to sleep? It's 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 bizarre. You know, when you're asleep, you sleep you you're recovering, you're in the state of repair and recovery. So why then create a stress interrupt that just yeah. it's just absolutely nuts and this is the thing and this is what happens with the fitness industry there's there's just so many stupid crazy fads and people buy into it because the it sounds sexy you know i mean if you get up at three o'clock in the morning do 10 push-ups and go back to sleep you're going to lose 10 pounds of body fat you're going to buy into it aren't you someone who's overweight is going to buy into it because it's like that sounds so amazing this is the one i've been missing no it's not just being smart with what you're doing is what you do listen. Yeah. And this is this is what, you know, what I want to get through, what Aaron wants to get through with the podcast is wants to be keep things simple because simple simple works at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, it's simple and boring like we said last week. Sexy stuff doesn't work. It's the boring and unsexy stuff that works. So start getting unsexy to get sexy. It's pretty much Life motto. <laughs> Life motto, yeah. Do the, get unsexy to be sexy. Exactly. And that's kind of, that was that was it really for the exercise and training. I just want to say people to understand that. And yeah. Hopefully train, start changing things. Yeah, and like with any of, the, any of the other podcasts, if you have any questions about this, either drop me or Kira a message or just drop a question into the Facebook group. I know that we sort of mention this every week, but it is a very sort of valuable place to get your questions up because yeah. if I don't answer it, Kira will answer it. And if Kira doesn't answer it, then I'll answer it. But if neither of us answer, then one of the members will. So Yeah, so you are always gonna get you're always gonna get an answer and it's it's all about help and support and you know, everybody's just getting better and improving. Yeah. And at the minute, so what 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 date we're at the minute? Um seventeenth of January. So yeah. We're on the 17th of January, so we're kind of just, we've just reached halfway of January now. Um, by now, everybody who's kind of maybe joined the gyms in desperation to lose some body fat, but has realized it's kind of starting to drop off now and want to do something serious. Mm -hmm. uh, we do still have our January promotion running, uh, which I will put up in the, in the lift fit, in the, in the show podcast notes. show notes. Yes, the podcast show notes, so you can check them out. Um, obviously, if you live in South Africa, um, I'm sorry, it's, unless you're willing to walk, what Aaron said before. How long was it again? How long was it, Aaron? 2,468 hours. So if you're willing to walk 2,468 hours just to come train, then Which by all means. Which will be worth it, by the way. I guarantee you will get an amazing session. You really will. Especially if you're walking 7,000 763 miles before your session. That would be, be a really good task in itself. Right? You could do that for charity. That's some warm-up. It's a good, good warm-up. <laughs> but what, um, what I am going to be doing this year, I am going to be moving stuff online as well. Um, so as well as the gym, we're going to be actually bringing stuff online. 
So if, if you are if you are listening in Chorley or South Africa or America and you kind of think what we're talking about is really good, you'd be, you could get a lot of value from working with us, which I do believe you could. You could. You can. Yeah, you, could, you can. You can. <laughs> um, then, yeah, we, we are going to be doing some online training. So get in touch with us about that because it's something we're going to be launching very, very soon. Um, quite excited for that, really. Yeah, that should be really exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, I do like the online stuff. I've done quite a bit of it last year with members and stuff in, in certain areas. And I, I do really like it. I think it's... Uh, yeah. Uh, but I would like to reach out to more people who are not from around this area who maybe do want to work with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't know what I was going to say there. I was like, oh, yeah. And, and then I was just like, uh, I didn't know what to say there. So, all right, guys, that's it for today. Um, thank you for listening again. Really appreciate everybody who does. Any feedback that you've got, please shoot it over. Um, if you do like what we're talking about and you do like our content, if you could give us a review on Apple, iTunes. Apple Podcast, I think it is now. Is it Apple Podcast now? Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, it's it, it helps us get our content out there. If you can give us a review, give us a five-star review if you really wanted to. That would kind of push us up the ranks <laughs> a little bit. Just saying. Just saying. Just putting that out there. Um, but, but yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, me and Aaron do this for people, although we don't obviously get paid for this, uh, but we love doing it. Uh, yeah. It's free. Hopefully it's valuable. Yeah. Uh, so just, you know, if you could just give, let us know. At the very least, if you just let us know that it's valuable. Yeah, then that'll help us out. Literally, just drop us a text. You don't even need to introduce just say, literally, if you just say three words, podcast is valuable, that'll do. Awesome. That's all we need to know. A little bit of a, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's like the thing before we're saying about the videos. Uh, when you do videos and things, and if this is from an engagement point of view, like if I do a video and I put it out, you do look at the likes and you do look at the comments and you shouldn't do because people are still getting content and still getting value from it. But from a personal perspective, like I'll speak to someone and say, oh, I love that video you done the other day. And they're like, yeah, but you didn't like it. I said, oh, no, but I do like it. I just, if you just like it on Facebook or Instagram, then I know you've liked it. Then it gives me, it gives me confidence. Yeah, it that I know that you have liked like, it. Oh, hang on, this, like, this seems to be working, so I'll just do a few more of them. Yeah, exactly. So then I, if, I'd like, if, if I'm doing content, then I will probably go on the more of engagement that piece of content gets so if I do a, a workout video and that gets a lot of uh, a lot of likes or whatever it is and I know people like that so I will just do more of that because it obviously helps people or if I do a video on nutrition or whatever it is and that gets more engagement then I will do more on that so it's I use it for confidence but I also use it to judge what more, what things people are wanting yeah because that's the end of the day that's what this is all about it's about putting things out there for you guys to to get value from yeah pretty much so yeah, so we'll leave it there and thank you very much guys for listening. Those are the ones. So we're recording on a different thing and we can't actually see how long we've been into it. So in the amount of rabbit holes that we went down, I'm interested to see how long this one actually is. We've got loads of rabbits, so it's fine. That's more than fine then. So, so thanks guys. Uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Um, have a great week. Yeah. Bye.